Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The briefing room is for anyone who wants to understand the perspective of law enforcement. It's an opportunity for us to talk about what cops are doing out on the street from day to day. Why cops do what they do and also to discuss where cops go out of bounds. When we're out on patrol, when we go to a call, when we make a traffic stop, it's not always about enforcement. What we're doing with the briefing room is we're trying to educate the public. It's not about a lecture. It's, you probably didn't know this is why the police are doing this. And hopefully we can provide the answers to our listeners. The briefing room launches January 27th, wherever you get your podcasts. How are we doing, everybody? Episode 12 here of United People's Podcast. Sam here, joined by the beautiful lads tonight. And that means that Alex isn't here, which is why we're beautiful. Neil's here, Matt's here, Bow's here. We're here to talk about Eric Ten Hag's <clears throat> first proper interview as Man United manager out of the preseason tour, sort of gave a little bit of an insight into the De Jong situation. Yes, we've got to talk about De Jong. No, we won't talk about it first. Don't shoot the messenger. We'll speak about that. We'll speak about Martinez. It's been quite a busy week, I think. So anyway, Martinez got announced. Ericsson, he's got announced as well. Three signings through the door now. The team's taken shape. Another 4-1 win against Melbourne. Pretty damn good football. Well, apart from the first six minutes. But how are we all doing? Is anybody sitting here... I mean, it's hot as hell in the UK for anybody who's not in the UK. Is anybody sitting here in their boxes? Just want to get that out of the way now, All right? No? no, yes. Not wearing any. Not wearing any. That's good. good bit of sexy belt. Yeah. <laughs> Shorts only. <laughs> Shorts only. That's how you let rocks. them breathe. <laughs> <laughs> not much breathing going on in the UK today, isn't it? Amazing in the UK, right? It happens every, when it's winter. A little bit of snow happens, and all of a sudden there's a grit shortage. It's almost like they don't expect it to happen. And then in England, 
apart from the fact that a lot of places around the world live in temperatures such as this constantly, comes here and it's like risk of death. Everybody avert, all sunshine, can't cope with it. Yeah, we, we are literally set up as a country to deal with drizzle. Like if it steps outside somewhere between 8 and 15 degrees and light drizzle, we are fucked. <laughs> Panic yeah. stations. Close the schools. Close the hospital. Don't close the hospitals. Going to need them in a bit. Can't, can't, I can't possibly come into work today. It's a bit hot. <laughs> but look, how are you all doing, guys? Are you yeah. Good? You enjoyed the podcast last week? Eh? Just me and Josh? Best buds now? Ish. That's good. I felt like an upgrade on your previous hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're so staying silent down there. It's like you don't enjoy it. No, 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 it's good. It's good. Like as as Matt said, it's insightful. I think it probably came a bit too early in terms of the the tenure to kind of actually get any juicy bits as to what changes are being put in place. Or since yeah, that's fair enough. Literally, as soon as they came, probably ten days in, they've gone across halfway across the world. So limited to probably what he's going to hear from his dad or what is probably been reported back. Um, well, hopefully me and Josh will speak like a little bit later on in the season. Huh? Yeah. That'd be nice. If you fancied it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get a bit more. Hopefully if... we, get, we, we could be guests of honour at an open training session. So look, yeah, if you fancied it. Go we'll, do a little live, we'll do a little live podcast on the edge, yeah? Well, you, United have done a lot more limit to how much you're going to get. There, there was a webinar last week Are for they? United. They've done a webinar with the academy. You could sign in and look at the, and the, the oh. academy coaches were speaking. So United are a bit open at the moment. They're talking to lots of people. So I don't know. I thought I'd chuck that in there. Just not us. <laughs> just because I'm a coach, I thought I'd chuck it in there. But obviously but that, that went down like a lead balloon, so we're moving. Oh, yeah, just chuck it in there. Do you want to chuck in your, you know, do you want to chuck in your rates, you know, what days are available, <laughs> anything else you no, need to throw in there too? I what I do. Jeez. <laughs> That'd be legal. But look, week one of the pre-season happened. We had the Liverpool game. None of us are getting too carried away with the result. We are. But I think we were all pleasantly surprised that we didn't get absolutely steamrolled by Liverpool, first of all. Second of all, we actually looked a bit decent. And some of the football we played was good. And then we followed that up with the game against Melbourne. Obviously, <clears throat> the goal goes in. And I'm thinking, oh, well, fucking hell. That was obviously going to happen. Harry Maguire comes back in. It wasn't technically just his fault there. Luke Shaw was out of position. When you're playing high fullbacks, that's going to happen. But we played a high line and his weakness got exposed. One nil down. Again, good, <laughs> good response by, by United. 4-1 and 4-0. What, what, what's your take on the first couple of games, lads? If you're not going to get carried away with the results themselves. Are you positive? What are you saying? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm more looking to terms of the only thing you can judge it on results wise, you can't judge it until the actual the big get the proper game start. So the only thing we've kind of got to go on is the players at the moment, and everything we're hearing is positive in in terms as to how much they're they're getting on board with what he's saying, buying into into his methods. He'd been very clear in his comments today about Ronaldo, like he's pretty much set in how he's going to play. And if a player is not on board, then you're simply not going to play. Um. And I, th- I saw still the other day, as though today on Twitter, I think it was, it was Maguire and somebody else literally just keeling over, breathing out their asses. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we, we've all we've said it for a year, a couple of years now. They're fucking underworked, overpaid. Time for them to fucking earn some crust. So at the very least, now you're right. Though, everything you're seeing is sort of <clears throat> it all. It's it's obvious that all the players seem to be pulling in the in the same direction. Whether they last more than a month into the season that that remains to be seen but it seems like they're all on board Neil with what Ten Hag's doing 
And I think the first couple of performances, to, to get that immediately is an indication that the first couple of weeks of pre-season, the players have been locked in and actually listening to what he's asking them. Well, Van Gaal had that though, didn't he? I think we might have mentioned that before in his pre-season. It was, who did it? Was it Liverpool? Was it Real? Yeah. Yeah, was that, was that the game where Real Madrid changed the colours of the uh, the, the seats in the in the photo so it looked like there was more well, I, can't, I can't remember that specific detail. I'm saying, obviously, be, be slightly <laughs> wary. I mean, you said it's not get carried away, but the grin on your face, I know, can't really get that on a podcast, but as you were saying that, in hints that you might have got a bit carried away. A little bit. Bear in mind, oh, we'd look, be a Liverpool team. And look, I, it was a proper Liverpool team by the end of it. But other than that, we'd beat. Let's ignore the first. Yeah, <laughs> but then we beat Lewis Nanny in the cast of Neighbours, basically. And then everyone's. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It, you know, they were spread. It, it, it. I only seen the highlights. I didn't watch the whole thing, but um, it looked like we were playing football at a much more rapid pace than I've seen us play in a long, long time. And I thought that was that was good to watch. But you can't tell at this point. I think when to. It's just not. We've not played anyone that's either taking it seriously or is any good yet. But I, sp- I suppose, like Matt, if you, I know you can't get carried away with the results, but what were you genuinely expecting to see in these first two games, regardless of what's happened? What did you think you were going to see from an Eric Ten Hag team? Were you expecting to see something a bit more disjointed than what you're seeing so no, far? No, not at all. You can see the videos of the training that's coming out. You see there, he's got a style. He's uh, got a way of doing things, and it and that goes onto the pitch. He's heard it in training. He's called out some players when there's some crap passes going astray and they're not getting it. And I think you can see that on the pitch. Everyone knew what they had to do. They had a job. And I think it was refreshing to see some of the youngsters come in and not be overawed by it. I know we're miles away from where he was with the, with the big names and stuff, uh, with like winning trophies and going out to these places, but we're still a big draw out there. So I think, I don't know what the capacity was for the Liverpool game. I don't know. Let's pick a number, 70,000. You'll correct it by either way. And then... The, the game in Australia was 90,000, I think. These are big big crowds for some of these young lads who have only played with, I know they played the cup final at Wembley, but at Wembley, Old Trafford. But the start of play is good and the youngsters were coming in there yeah. and the youngsters didn't look out of place. And he's, I think he's come out and said this week, nothing's going to happen for the players going out until after Palace. So he's given them a good look he's, and he's also given them a good go. He's played Tellers at centre-half, hasn't he, for a couple of games. I think... Uh, Brrr. That better not happen oh, again. No, it won't. But Jesus. you can see Eric Bailly's put in a couple of good games and, a, and he's made some mistakes. You've seen the best and worst of him against Melbourne. It was it was comical. But uh, no, but you, 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 that's, that's Eric Bailly, isn't it? It gets you excited for two, three games. And then ultimately you go, ah, fat, right, here we go he's again. He's given them time, isn't he? He's given them three games. He's given everyone minutes. And I think he's been fair with that. So we, maybe we said in the last couple of podcasts, who's legitimately got a clean slate? Well, it seems everyone has. And I think... He's kept the yep. kept the structure in the same. Every time there's a substitution, you're going into this position, and this is what you're going to do in that position. So, no, I like it. Really impressed. Yeah. I, I, th- I think. I'm, I'm, I'm I think. Mr. Sorry, uh, is, has James Garner played? Yeah. No, he's been he's injured. Traveled. He picked up an injury in the first day of the tour. I, th- I think he's going to play against Crystal Palace tomorrow. Okay. That's the only reason he's not played. Um, but I think the, the main takeaway I'm I'm having from these games is the fact that in both of them we've switched a full team at half time and we've looked quite similar in the second half. Like normally when you take one or two or three or four players out, like it all goes to shit, but everybody's like buying in. They, everyone understands what they're doing. If they're not good enough to do that, well, that remains to be seen, but everyone seems to understand what they're doing. Um, and obviously we made <clears throat> a couple of official signings this week. We knew we were getting Ericsson in that got announced free transfer and Lissandro Martinez came over the line. Now, if I'm looking at two, 
transfers I would consider transformative to Manchester United's chances next season, I'd probably say Martinez and I'd probably say De Jong. We'll speak about De Jong later on in the show. But lads, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on on the five foot nine midget that is Martinez as the press is trying to portray him as? Well, he is five foot nine. They're not trying to portray him as that. And no, he, is he is called five, Martinez, he is so that's quite accurate <laughs> reporting. It's just, I read this stat today. He, he had a better successful uh, aerial duels ratio one than Dan Byrne last season, who's six foot five. Well, yeah, he he had the best. Um, Best aerial success rate in the Eredivisie of any Ajax player last year, and I don't know what it was overall, but the guy can the guy's got a leap on him, the guy's got a jump on him, and Ten Hag he's not worried about in that. Respect of that, who plays with now the big brute centre forward type player now? Odin Haaland, if you want to go there, I suppose. But Haaland's not really renowned for his ability in the air. Well, from what I've seen today so far. No, he's he's not per se, but it's just I, I can I the way you're playing football now, you're playing football on the ground. Mm. Like the best teams in the world play it through you rather than over you. So like, if you're, if you're going to gear towards being a fucking Sean Dyche Burnley, then go and sign Peter Crouch and go and sign your six foot seven powerhouses. But it's not the style of football that Ten Hag wants, Neil. And, and I think he's really, he's kind of waxed lyrical about him. Not just about, he's called him the butcher of Amsterdam. Yeah. He's called him a pit bull. He's talking about his discipline that Argentinian fire that we saw in Rojo, hopefully not the fire with the toaster. Um, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I can't, I can't mention Rojo's name and not mention burnt toast. Poor lad. Oh, well. but look, what do you, what do you think about it, Neil? Are you happy? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm kind of, it feels like he's ahead of Varane, doesn't it? From everything that Ten Hag's sort of intimating today, it feels like it's going to be him and Maguire. So whether that is that yeah. uh, Martinez has got the pace so he can, he can hold a higher line and, um, He's yeah, got the pace. He's I, I guess that's why he's there. That's I mean, he's he better work out because he's he, what I mean the you know, I mean it's quite a good sign, but I mean the board were overruled by Ten Hag, weren't they? To get him because they wanted Power Torres. So yeah. you, you got to hope he does work out. I mean, look, I didn't know anything. I didn't know much, a huge amount about him really until we we signed him, and obviously since I've looked into him, and he's really skillful, really skillful. Yeah, he's really a ball player. player. He's so um, yeah, no, I think it's really exciting. But I mean, I thought I was exactly the situation about Varane last year. Imagine the nerves watching him and Bailly play together with the bulk on and one out with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that run by Eric Bailly was pure. That was that was so good. It's just like why can't why can't ah uh, well it's just injuries I think it's just injuries of Bailly isn't it? I remember when we signed him from Villarreal. He's done it at the right time though, isn't he? In the shop window, he's he's done it. You couldn't yeah. have planned it better for him. He's done it. Thank you, Eric. You've done it brilliantly. Because th- <laughs> he's off, isn't he? We'll, we'll do a little straw part. We'll do a little straw part. Here. Do think, do he think... isn't gone with the squad, is he? Who? Joe Jones. No, he's not with the squad. He's doing a, his own training routine back at back at Carrington. But uh, who, do you his think the buy will be sold? What do you reckon that? Make? What do you reckon that involves? His own one. He sort of made up his own. No, he's just pretending. He's just he's bought he's bought a clone, right. and he's just a clone. Jones, Phil Jones. Yeah, <laughs> Clone Wars. Um, but who thinks the buyer is going to be sold then? Yes, I don't think. No, I don't think he will now. Matt, you do. Neil, no. you don't. But you, Bell. I mean, if you if you're talking pecking order in terms of what you've seen, you'd have to go obviously no particular order: Martinez, Maguire, Varane, Lindelof. Yeah, even, even though I think Lindelof's a bit of a fairy. Um. No, I'd, well, I'd, 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 I'd pick right. Bailly head of Lindelof. 
if I was, if I was in terms of confidence. I think Maguire. Oh, he's just, he's just goes, you know that when he's when he's lashed at the ball and just totally sliced it the other day. It's like that's just Eric by eating a cup of tea. He's just like Eric buying a cup of tea. That's well, you know a, what I mean. Weird you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about Eric buying a cup of tea now. But um, well, we got to sell someone. We've got those four plus Twanzebe, Jones, and Bay, and I think all three of them could realistically leave and not well, really. Oh, hurt. Oh, squad, hasn't he? Yeah, he got injured. I think a while ago. Was it injured? Was it personal? I think it was personal reasons actually. That's well, what they're going in for Twanzebe. Yeah, well, no, they, apparently he wasn't. He left because of how he got exiled by Gerard. Oh, right. Because he didn't get, he didn't play him at all. Because then they, it was in Napoli he went. Yeah, he went Napoli. Mate, he's just another one of those players. Again, injuries. Injuries hit him at the wrong time at United when he could have broken into the first team squad. And by the time he came around, I think we'd signed Baran. Was it some? Was it someone else? Something he had a great was. performance was in Paris. No, at that game against yeah, Arsenal on his debut, Paris, actually, he, played... he absolutely shut um, Mbappe down, didn't he? Completely. Had him for pace yeah. as well. Guys, the guy's good, but it's just injuries have taken those chances away from him. But there's no doubt we need to get rid of them. But and, and Christian Eriksen, uh, Eric Ten Hag spoke about him today. Said, you know, the one thing you know what he brings it's quality, it's, it's quality and it's creativity. Said that he's going to be an offensive player, but also that he can play in the holding role. Uh, and I think that the, the definition of holding role for um, Ten Hag is somebody who can play in one of those midfield two positions rather than like a pure number six. Uh, Ericsson, honestly, I think it's, it's if you're looking at the free transfer market, it's probably one of the best ones we could have done that would mm. make a difference to what we need, right? Yeah. I think it's cracking signing. It's supplementary. It's not, it's not what we need on its own. But matter out and Ericsson in is a fucking massive yeah. uh, one. Right? But, um, Dybala's just gone on the free, isn't he? Today, he's gone to Roma. This oh, is yeah, talking to Roma. You see, see Jose's tattoo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did his did his son do that? Is his first tattoo? <laughs> a, or something? Hey, what a guy! I love him. <laughs> I'd love to get pissed at Mourinho one time at some point. Mm. So, Jose, if you're listening, <laughs> I quite like red wine. Tattoo of find me some. But look, I'll tell you what we need to focus on here because <clears throat> I think it's the most important thing is that uh, Eric Ten Hag interview. He gave his first thought. He's sort of not ignored the press, but he's he's kept himself to himself so far on the preseason and not really said much. In this interview, he speaks about De Jong. We'll speak about him first. We'll speak about his comments on Lissandro Martinez, his comments on Ronaldo, his comments on Harry Maguire and the armband, and also quite an interesting one, his comments on John Murtagh and Richard Arnold, which maybe aren't that interesting. So maybe it's, it's not, that, not that much of a talking point. But the De Jong one is obviously... It's been where our energy's gone this summer, isn't it? You know, it, we've got Martinez. That's great. We've got Ericsson. That's exciting. We've got Malasia. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does this season. But probably the success or the failure of this transfer window revolves uh-huh. around what happens sorry, with Sam. De Jong, right? It's not a failure. I'm sorry. It, this is... How? No, Surely this, this... It's not a failure. This is the perfect window so far. Yeah, all right. mm. In my opinion, before you start cutting me off with your red button or whatever, it's a perfect window. How, how is this a failure? <laughs> I'm not, you can talk, how friend. is this a failure? You've not got no I'm contract. Sa- I'm saying it's a failure if we don't get our main, main target yeah, in Dion. We've gone for the most... It's a jigsaw, this transfer, and we're missing seven pieces at the moment. All right? And it's only an eight piece... Well, it's, it's, I know. It's not many pieces to it, but this... No, not even close <laughs> to a failure. Not even close. I'm sorry. That's just... I know, and I know 
people have different ends of the spectrum, but no contract extension for Matic, no contract extension for Mata. Lingard's sticking around on TikTok now because he's found his level. Pog was on a third of what he got offered at United. Cavani, I don't even know what happens to Cavani. It's, he, if Ronaldo is pissing off, he'd be the ideal <laughs> bloke, but he's down tools, so ship him off. Well, he's gone. I don't know where he's gone. Per, this is a perfect window. Pereira, gone. And somehow someone's paid for him. Somehow. I just, this is... I, if this right, window I'm, closed today... I, I, th- now, I, think, I think... Perfect. I'll take it. Even if Phil Jones is doing what Neil... I don't know what you, Phil Jones is doing, but... So, doing his own own training, apparently. There you go. You're like the Rocky well, Form on the field. He's chasing chickens and stuff and uh, lifting up logs. We, oh, come on, come on. Look, right, okay, right. I think I think you're you're fair enough. You call me out for using the word failure, but I'm going to call you out for using the word perfect because there's fucking no way you can but, say going into this season that how, signing Ericsson how long did it is take to build perfect for that midfield. All jokes apart, how long did it take? A couple of weeks. Yeah, but if you're if you're going into this summer, you're saying, "What's the one signing you know that we've got to make?" Oh, we all have said that, the exact I, I, no. same thing. Yeah, all right, I agree with you. So it may be not perfect, but it's perfect. Right, it's not right there yet, but it's very close. Very close. You got. So, as I pointed out to you in the group last week, if you look at under Fer, forget all our signings under um, post yeah. post Fergie era. Every big signing we made. In the Fergie era, Varane, Rooney, Ferdinand, Tevez, Carrick, the, the big one of the, each summer, whatever it was, it was always the last transfer to be done. A majority of them were done either in the last week of July or into August, some even like Berbatov, deadline day. So everyone lives on this bloody thing that Fer, Fergie and Gil used to get transferred on easily. The biggest transfer is always the hardest to get done. And we're unfortunately dealing with Barcelona, who are in a mess where I think they're playing a jig domino game themselves, where do they want to get let De Jong go, where clubs when them will know they've got X amount of cash to burn? I, I think I, uh, Matt, I did a video on Sunday, right? Where I, I, I'm not sitting here going, it's going to be, it's going to be a catastrophic failure. But I'm saying that everything that we're doing this summer is all effectively built around yep. this archetypal holding midfielder, which is and the key to the whole Ten Hag system. But Ten Hag's come out and said today, if I can't get the person to fit that system or that role, I'll wait. And and that's exactly yeah. right. I'll tell you what now. Let me. I'll read. I'll read the comments out on him, and we'll and we'll dive into that because I thought that part mm-hmm. was particularly interesting. This is this is what uh, Ten Hag was said when he was kind of. I'm not sure whether he's asked directly about De Jong or, or talking about holding midfielders in general. They said, we're looking for a player who can play in the holding midfield position, but it has to be the right one. There are not many in that position capable of the level we demand. When we can't find him, we have to deal with the players in our squad now and we will develop one in that position. I will not react on a certain player. We need the right player. We have a list and we qualify the player who has the competencies to play that role. We will strike the moment the player is available. So a couple of things to take from that is number one, it's kind of what I've said the whole way through. It's why are we going so hard after T- De Jong? I don't really think there's many or any alternatives for De Jong inside that role as far as Ten Hag is concerned. And and second of all, what do you what do you make about the comments there that he's he's saying, look, if, if we can't he's basically saying there, if we can't get De Jong, I think I'd rather try and develop someone in that position until I can sign De Jong. That's pretty much what you're saying, right? Well, no, that's not De Jong necessarily, anyway. but a, a player of similar quality, maybe. Mm-hmm. But really, inside that squad, I mean, 
Can you do that internally? Is that possible? No, but he's talking about you can't get up someone, I'm guessing, up to the young standard, but rather than just go and splash 50 million quid on someone that isn't going to work out, suck it up for a year or two. But he's signing his... It's effectively what... That's what he's saying. Right? Yeah, what it is. And he's signing his players, isn't he? He's, he's not... Yeah. He's not Donny van der Beek's coming in under or, or Ronaldo's coming in because Oli didn't want him and stuff like that. He's getting the players he wants, which is fantastic. It's like you said there. That's what comes down to coaching. What are you saying, Bell? Your mic's a bit quiet. Comes down, that's what comes down to coaching. Yeah. We want to we we need a coach as well as a manager. Of course. I I, I but I just I don't know whether there's anybody inside that current squad who has the ceiling required to replace the concept of De Jong for a season. And then if, if, if it's going to be a season, it's, however long it's well going to you, be. I mean, it's not to do with the fucking money, is it? We've already, we've agreed a fee. You've done enough videos on De Jong and you know obviously more about his background. He's come through the yeah. Ajax system, correct? He come through the Ajax system yeah. and his breakthrough into the first team was through Ten Hag or the person in front of, before him? Yeah, it was. So he's brought someone through from the academy developed into the player he wants to be, the system he wants to play in, and how he wants to develop. So why not do it again? How, how do you know if there's not someone... I, call, um, I, I, I yeah, agree with you. Look, just... the, way, look, the way that Zidane Nickbaud is playing mm. at the moment looks looks like he's got Sonny Kinning. But remember that the Ajax system, the players who come to yeah. the first team are schooled in the Ajax yeah. way. They're, they're naturally playing in a, a certain style of football. At United, they're not doing right. that. There's certain players who are good ballers but that would have to be taught over time. It's just, uh, look, uh, going back to my comments there about being a failure, it's just, I've watched us be so shit in midfield for so many goddamn years, and I'm bored of going through summer after summer of somehow we spend loads of money and don't sign the right play that could change it all. Now, De Jong, in this situation, this isn't United's fault. I think we've done everything right. We've got the fee agreed. Ten Hag clearly is be, has been told directly by Frankie De Jong you sort my but you sort my wages out. I'll be happy to come. Otherwise, we wouldn't be this far down the road. I refuse to believe that we would still be in negotiations if De Jong hadn't told Ten Hag directly, and that's why the club is trusting him. Right? How are, but how are it, Barcelona actually getting away with this? Because I mean, Rafinha, I mean Lewandowski. What was that? Hundred mil between? It might it might be even more. Basically, how are they getting away? Barcelona are playing. I'm really, by the way, on getting that transfer fee. Forty mil. It's unreal. Less than what they paid for him. More than what they paid for him, sorry. <laughs> but um, Barcelona effectively, uh, Neil, they've just got, they've got uh, naughty accountants who are great at manipulating where numbers go. Yeah. Uh, and that's Also what not paying range. previous or current players what they're owed. Selling off 10% of their TV rights as well. I mean, I've seen... They've sold off more than 10%. I think they've sold off 20 to 30% now. But, do, do you know the difference between how... In account for football accounting purposes, the, the, the difference between how sales and purchases are treated. No, I don't. I don't know that the actual definition of the so difference. So basically, is what, 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 for example, do you remember the Arthur and Pjanic deal? Yeah, so yeah. Basically, they, that was a swap, wasn't it? Yeah, so they, they did a straight swap, but Barcelona paid Juventus sixty million, and they paid them sixty million. So when when a club does a sale for say sixty million. They will account in the, that accounting year money of sixty million pounds, sixty million euros coming in from a sale. When they then purchase somebody for that same sixty million on a four-year contract, in that particular year they will just amortize it. So fifteen million over four years, 
So in that accounting year, they've made a 45 million euro profit of which that money they can spend elsewhere. Now, people I saw on Twitter, I was like, well, why can't we just offset the wages against what, we, what, what we're going to pay them? Because suddenly, if it's 80 million euros, that 18 million coming off brings the, their sale down to 62. They don't want 62 million pounds, euros in their pot. They want 80. So that's why, that's why they can afford to effectively spend. You could buy four times 60 million pounds. Sorry, for an, an 80 million pound deal, you could buy four 20, 80 million pound signings over four-year contracts in the same year because you're just amortizing 20 million euros a year. Yeah. In in that sense, you're completely correct. But the thing that is really holding Barcelona back is not actually to do with anything today. It's to do with this, it's to do with the salary cap limit, and they're way over that salary cap limit. So they can't like they've announced Lewandowski, they've announced Rafinha. Have they've, they registered they've got, them? They can't register them. They literally they they're unplayable at the moment. I don't know whether they're unplayable as part of a preseason tour, but start the Liga game, they can't play in the La Liga. They can't register them to play legally. So the that so by the time the see, I think it's the thirty first of July is when the salary cap gets re, um, reassessed by La Liga. So I think by that point, they're going to have to have dropped their salary massively, their salary wage budget, wherever it is. Now they've got, who is it that's gone? Coutinho's gone. They're talking about Memphis going. Probably he's going to go now that Lewandowski's coming. No, I wouldn't take him well, back. You've got Obama Young as well. Dembele's you just extended Young. his contract there as well. That's same. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a lot. I think Untiti has taken a, a big pay cut. Dembele took a massive pay cut to stay. But De Jong's made it clear from day one, I'm not taking a wage cut. Like You, you owe me money, man. Like I, I helped you and I, you pay me the money and then we can have a conversation. And that we're just stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. And yeah, it's frustrating because th at this point, I'm not putting this at the feet of Man United. We've chosen the player. We've chosen to back the manager. We've gone after our number one target. We've agreed the fee. Hell, we've even upped the fee that we're paying up front. Probably our way of saying, well, fucking hell, you can't sort your own shit out in-house. Here's another 10 million up front. How about you put that towards what you own? So, based on what you just said, then you can't really call it a failure. No, I, a failure on, I wouldn't call it a failure on Eric Ten Hag's part, but I would say it's a, it's a failure to give him what he needs. God, that summer. made Matt happy. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> nah, it probably did. It probably doesn't. Well, I, I hate to use the word yeah. failure, but no, I think it's, right. if we don't get fucking. You drill down what you said, what you said, it is a failure because we've not filled that position for how many years? All jokes apart, how many years? I think we haven't replaced Carrick. Yet. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, Carrick. Yeah, yeah, right. in that in that in that position, we've not replaced to a, a high standard or high quality. So you're right. That that part is a failure. But as I said before, this Frankie, it's all gone quite the last few days on the deal, isn't it? Is it all gone? Is it because he's in America and they're all over there at the moment doing their thing? It just seems. To be well, I don't know. It's, as far as. Well, Manchester United, like Richard Arnold, you got your fucking CEO of your company has flown out to Barcelona. He's not doing that if no, if you're not no, like far yeah. down the line in the conversation, no. are you? Like you, you're deep in conversations. We've agreed the fee. That's all done and dusted. The add-ons are agreed. The guaranteed fee. It's Man United are now out of the conversation. It's just down to De Jong and his agent, who's repeated the same stance. Fabrizio Romano has become. Well, we know we know how Fabrizio has become how he has become. He's who agents get in contact with. Agents use Fabrizio Romano for a bit of uh, swing and a bit of control in negotiations because Fabrizio is extremely influential. 
And he's repeated the same stance from day one with De Jong. Well, the last, he's not taking a salary cut. The last one was like, mentioned his wife or his girl, his, no, his, his fiance was mentioned that she didn't want to go to Manchester because it rains in Manchester. And you think, who's making up? <laughs> I mean, how many, how many wives have we heard that about? <laughs> but you think, well, if you've done your homework on her, she's born and raised in Amsterdam. It's a similar climate to England. Very similar. <laughs> Honestly, you have done your homework. Yeah, on no, it. <laughs> well, yeah, just type in Google and type in a name and then you'll see why I've done my homework. All right. But you think, who makes up this stuff? It's just baffling. <laughs> cracking hockey player, though. I watched Madden, a few clips. Cracking hockey player. Madam Van Nistelrooy, Stam, etc. <laughs> need to, Van Persie need to get on the phone to her and tell her about the lovely life. <laughs> Look right. Look, going back to the original point. Look, fair enough. I think you're right to, to you're right to dig me out for to, for questioning whether it's a failure or not. And I think Ten Hag. I think what he's shown in these first couple of games, he's probably going to get more out of these players than I think he'll get out of them. So in midfield, we'll probably be a little bit better anyway. But the De Jong for me, the De Jong piece is that like it's like middle of the cog. He's got all these cogs kind of working in unison on the outside, but there's one big fucking piece missing in the middle that ties it all together. And that's what De Jong is, and that's why. I've, that's why I would consider it a bit of a semi-failure if we don't sign him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, think he'll come. But, I mean, <clears throat> the Barcelona don't want him. It's, it's, it's obvious I mean, they don't want him. They, they, they're trying to, they're trying to okay, force him. They're, they're playing a game of chess on their side. Eventually, hopefully, Frankie puts his... Um, basically goes public and says, OK, I want to go. And then he foregoes some see, of that money. He, that's but he can't do that. He can't do that because he'll probably lose yeah, his loyalty bonus. So he'll forego some of that. So they're just trying to say publicly, say to him, okay, well, yeah, so publicly say we want to we want to keep him. He's not for sale, but really everything else is saying through the through the press and media. It's yeah, well, we can't afford to keep him. You mentioned the date. Yes, what your third, third, I mean, Laporta said himself, there's economical issues here that need to be addressed. Hmm. What this saying, next Matt? date you mentioned a minute ago, thirty first of July. What's that then? I th- I think well, that's the. Uh, I th- <laughs> what are you doing, mate? What are you taking? <laughs> Old Trafford. <laughs> Play social dead that, that, that day, isn't it? The proper Yates. Is it social dead? No, is it, is it very, very Velocano? Velocano. There you go. Yates, if you're going to take it, at least it's the right game, mate. smashed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm, I think, I don't know, uh, conf- confirmed, but I'm pretty sure that's the date where the new... Uh, salary caps uh, calculated by the league are based on the previous year's accounts because that's what it is. It's based on the previous yeah. year's accounts, and then you're going to have an X percentage according to what that is. Um, and they need player sales in to change that book. And also, when it comes to uh, Frankie De Jong, that's the curious thing about the whole situation is it he's considered the double whammy. So because he's got such a high player value, and because he's got such a high mm. um, salary, when you knock both of those off it has more of a significant impact on their salary cap than any other player because he has both of those huge And if you don't pay him, that no then it's even more off. Well, if don't you pay him what you go own, for free. Own, it's much more off. Quite sadly, really. Well, it's, well, it's, it's the reason why they had to let Lionel Messi leave in a free because they couldn't afford to pay his wages because their salary cap was so fat. Surely he could fill a, fill a spot in a City team or a PSG team or any team in the Champions League, one of the top ones who could afford him. I've no idea. I mean, you, you said it a couple of weeks ago. Why is nobody else in print? I don't know. If I, I, maybe I, am I just wrong in thinking that their midfields are, are strong enough that they don't need a player like De Jong right now? Is it just timing? Is that it? I don't know what else. I don't know what other reason it would be. Because no one's going no in. No one went in Van der Beek either. 
That went well. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what, Donny had a little bit of a poopy stink in the first couple of games, isn't he? Say it quietly, though. Say it quietly. He's, uh, he's played. No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's physically played. Play. Hello. <laughs> tell you someone who hasn't played. Cristiano Ronaldo. Nice, nice segue. Link. Nice segue. Um, this, is what, this is what Ten Hag said on Ronaldo. I'll be honest. <laughs> he didn't say so. <laughs> you should get banned from next week's pod for doing that. Jesus. Anyway, this is what he said on Ronaldo. He said, we all know Ronaldo is a top professional and he will be fit. That is the last concern I have. He's training. I've set my demands. We want to play in a certain way. A top player can contribute. And Ronaldo is an absolute top player in our squad. Cristiano is capable of doing that. In his career, he has shown everything. The players dictate the way you play, especially players who score goals because they're extremely important for the team. I think we have scoring players in the first two games have already showed that. So basically, Ten Hag is reiterating and doubling down on the fact that he has no intention of selling uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Also mentioned that he's even considering extending a contract. He's got uh, apparently a clause in his contract to get it extended by another year. So I just thought... This Ronaldo experiment was maximum two years. Turns out it could be maximum three years. And he's got no intention of changing his plans. And Ronaldo, as it looks, has no intention of playing for Manchester United. Well, he's not got much. What, what, what are his other options? There was some talk of Atletico today. I can't see that, can you? No. That's just I mean, ridiculous. That's happen, I mean, there was some talk of City, but that's... That, that yeah, I know, sailed. but I mean, in, in terms of like what it would mean to have him played one side of a City and then move to the other one. Well, Atletico's, they hate him. He's the, he's the devil. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> he's literally like the yeah. Antichrist in Atletico, isn't he? I don't, I still, I know we've said it a few times. I don't see where he can go. And if Chelsea have, Chelsea have ruled him out, um, Bayern aren't going to buy him. I don't, just don't get, I just don't get where he'd go. I really don't. I can't see a natural fit. I'm, I'd come back to sporting every time. I think we'll go back there, win the league. Do you, do you think that this, well, he, well, do you he, think this he, is, he, he called it fake news himself? Yeah, you know, he has. Yeah, he, he, has, has, he has. I mean, that, that pissed me off yeah, even more. That's wrong. He called what he's what he, he well, he decides to call out the sporting Lisbon one, but it will let it all all the rest of it just kind of bubble it's the same on the surface because it suits when him. When right? all that thing happened around the Liverpool game away, when he's obviously the tragic uh, events with him outside of uh, personal life with regards to his baby, and you think he made that public, he put a statement out, so everyone gave him time, but he was back to work three or four days later. Getting standing ovation at Anfield. If yeah. he says he's got any issues outside of work, uh, life, there's uh, something wrong at, at home, etc. He's not called out. He's not put a statement out. He could kill this by one statement, and he's not killed anything. He's put I, I, today. I, fake news on something. I read somewhere. I read somewhere that it could be to do with his vaccination status. That he's he's not vaxxed. Well, then come and on, imagine a Novak Djokovic. Imagine a Novak Djokovic star media storm on top of all this. It's just further stories United don't need. So right. simply, okay, he's not travelling. Call it family reasons. You don't. Why does Why does he need to tell the world? I mean, I'm not saying I'm buying into this. By the way, I'm just hypothetically saying. Feels a bit like, like, true. Bit like well. We we are now labelled a conspiracy. We just said fake news, and, and now we're on to conspiracy theories. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you, you you can. You don't have to go public for. You don't have to tell the world or whether whether he is. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the thing I find me, most curious about this whole situation. Ten Hag's not spoke to him once on the phone. Is that not fucking weird? Yeah. Well, just because he said he hasn't. I'm sure he said he spoke to him last week. 
No, no, no point. He's at no point has he said he's spoken to Ronaldo. I think he said it quite a few times. The only time he spoke to him was before he came out. Surely you'd speak to him if, if again, if it is, you're right. Correct. It's personal family issues. How you doing, Cristiano? What's going on? You're right. But but that's uh, just because we want him to say, oh, "Why aren't you on the tour?" Doesn't mean he's obliged to. Like if genuinely, true enough. Like I said here, you, we're trying to question the professionalism of somebody who's never ever given any reason in his whole career for for you for us to be able to question that. So why would we start at the age of thirty-seven? But he's, he speaks oh, to Ferguson. Well, I think he? That, he if you're Ferguson, about... so Fergie must be saying, "What's." Mm. He speaks to him. I know. It's, I, don't, I don't know how he speaks to him, but you can keep on. I reckon he appears in front of him like one of those ghosts at the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you comes, comes out of a silver pot. But, um, I think we're, like, you might not be able to question Ronaldo's professionalism, but none of us are surprised this is happening. Ronaldo, he pushed to leave Man United when he wanted to move to his dream club Madrid and he pushed and he pushed and he got his move when he wanted to leave Madrid he left Madrid and went to Juve he was about to go to City and had United not come in he would have been a City player last year so let, 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 I, I, I love Ronaldo I love what he's done for the club but no club is bigger than his own ambition and what he wants to have on his CV at the end of his career and Atletico Madrid is probably the only club I'd say that's actually impossible I don't actually think he'd go there but he go anywhere. He go anywhere to win. Well, no matter what 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 happened to what is it to win or is it to basically get a few more goals and make his league, his Champions League tally unassailable? Cement. Well, he's fifteen ahead of Messi. Right. Yeah, he, he's a top. He's a top of fucking everything. It's just it is a win. It's not for Messi, money because he would have gone Saudi. Champions League goals now is he? Mate, he's going to score like one. Um, it's not money, is it? He could have gone to Saudi. Well, it's legacy, isn't it? It's legacy. Um, it's legacy. He's gonna have to, he wants to win. He yeah. basically wants to. I mean, it's, it's almost a bit like a kid that wants to go in a playground that wants to go on that ride. I want to play in the Champions League. That's what it is. It's just him repeatedly stamping his feet saying, I want to play in the Champions League. That's what it is. That's his place. And we called him, everyone that's basically called him Mr. Champions League has contributed to this. I've never called him Mr. Champions League because I think it's a stupid name. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely guilty. Do you put a deadline on this? Yeah, like, do you put a deadline on it? It needs sorting one way or the other. I don't think there's any issue from the United side because there's nobody in for him. No, but if we had suitors, yeah. if we had people knocking down the door saying we want to buy Cristiano Ronaldo, then then you got a problem, or you got selling. a good issue in terms of you're going you're going to make some sales. But I, I, other than Saudi Arabia and stuff, as what's muted, who's knocking on the door? Well, Ten Hag's always had him in his plans, right? From before he became manager to this whole preseason, he's planning with Ronaldo for next season. It makes it more difficult doing all the training sessions and preparing right now without Ronaldo. But Ronaldo, presumably, right? We fly back next Monday. He's there. He's at Carrington, right? Or is this? Is he not? Is he not joining that either? Is that's that's going to be the clincher point? If Ronaldo's not at Carrington next week, he's missed a tour. When, the tour ends on the Saturday. Game in um, Norway, is it? Or is it the, the Saturday before? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, we play Atletico Madrid. Is he really going to fucking miss a get and miss a chance to score against Atletico Madrid? Well, he probably he, he, not. Has to, he has to play that weekend to have any sort of chance to be playing against Brighton. Exactly. So I think your deadline is whether or not Ronaldo's in training that week. If he's not in training that week, then 
either it's the most extreme personal family issues and I and I wish him the best in his family and it's fucking bad or he's really now angling for it's not as if he's not been moving <clears throat> angling for a move away but it's at that point where Ten Hag is going to have to go what the fuck what do you do in that situation I mean like it's not quite I mean it's refusing you're not joining training it's the next start, stage I mean we would say he's a professional but that's kind of refusing to play isn't it yeah, but at that point, the contract will definitely have stipulations in where if you don't meet your demands as a player, you are not entitled to the wages that we are going to pay you, right? That's what a contract is. Hmm. And generally, to say Presum- that, presumably. at that point, United would probably go public with it. Yeah, presumably. That, that The contract should project to United at that point if he really just decides that he doesn't want to do his job anymore. Do you think United will go public? Which I, I don't, don't imagine he will. No, I don't think United will go. I think it will get sorted before that, but whatever the scenario is now... Given that well, I think we all agree that Ronaldo's probably not going to leave. But Ten Hag, he's um, got to say the right thing kind of, because just, Ronaldo, he's the he, he's a guy who affects share price. And whatever way we look at Ten Hag, he's been drilled and told what to say commercially because he's an employee of Manchester United Football Club. He's he's employed by the Glazers. You really think you really think that those com- you really think that Richard Arnold's going to be able to ring Eric Ten Hag and go Eric right? He's got, you he can say these things. No, and don't no I say think these there's going to be there's going to be some line there commercially. He affects share prices. Doesn't he affect? Didn't he say something about Coca Cola or take a bottle off somewhere? And it yeah, affected water, the share price dramatically. Was it water? That was it. He replaced it with water. So yeah. the bloke affects yeah. stuff financially. Yeah. So I think and didn't the share price go up by double digits when he signed for United on the New York Stock Exchange? Of course it did. So, I'm saying from everything that I've seen from Eric Ten Hag and the way he's carried himself, there's no fucking way that Richard Arnold's going to be able to tell Eric Ten Hag what to say and what not to say you know, about this Ronaldo know, situation. I, I don't know. I, I just think there's a, there's a commercial aspect to it and the big picture. He's, he's an employee of Manchester United, Ten Hag. Right. Yeah, yeah fair so enough. So if he's told to say, all right, you can't say, all right, we all know Ronaldo wants to go. You've got to say he's part of your plans. We've got to toe the line. We've got to keep the the standard tagline, etc. That he's part of our plans. We want him to obviously look, hope he gets better soon and whatever. We we'll see him back at Carrington and away we go. But if he's he's not going to say no, he wants out, is he? Because commercially, like you said, we would have lost some money on this tour now because he'd have been wanting to be pictures taken in Thailand, Melbourne, wherever we're playing tomorrow. He's he'd be sponsors would have been lined up for Ronaldo. Everyone would have been lined up. Ronaldo's coming, Ronaldo's coming. Now it's Rashford, whoever and whoever. But Ronaldo had been lined up to be doing stuff for 10 days out in Thailand and Australia. Well, well I'll tell you, like, regardless of whether or not, again, conspiracy theory number two, regardless of whether or not Eric Ten Hag has been told what to say and what he's saying, it hasn't really seemed to have affected oh, him no. and how he carries himself. It hasn't really seemed to affect how Man United's pre-season plans have gone. The training's going well. The players seem to be responding. The performances are there. And that's all without Ronaldo. And I think, I think like you said, if and when next week, where it's literally you're just going across um, the channels just to Europe, then, then there's serious questions to be answered in regards to, okay, well, either, either A, there is an issue with his family, or B, then there is a big issue that United need to address somehow. Yeah. Ne- next week, I think you, you can't really just pull out that line, oh, Ronaldo's in my plans, let's see what goes on, because it, there's, too much, there's, there's too, too much smoke. Because if you look at, look at our fixtures, the, the games come thick and fast quickly. I live with game, yeah, game three. Five games in August, aren't there? 
Let me have a look. I think the five games. I can just play him at CDM. That'll learn him. <laughs> well, he nails, nails, it. nails it. Extends his career by another ten years. Uh, no, so four look, games August. in August. We've got Brighton on the four. Got, Brighton, we've Brentford, got Leicester away on Thursday Liverpool. the first. Of, yeah. So you just the, yeah. So they, yeah, it comes thick and fast. And it's, is it September? Which, which is the crazy month again? Is that September or October? Fucking hell, I think it's October. Whoop. City, Chelsea, and Arsenal, I think, isn't it? City, yeah. Everton, Newcastle, anyway. Spurs, Chelsea. And then you've got to add, add all the Europa League games in there as well, which Ronaldo will not be playing. That's definitely going to happen if he is here next season. <sighs> well, this has this been quite an argumentative little pod so far, but I think it's... Um, I think it goes to show that it is two crucial question marks that are hanging over Manchester United's plans for next season so far. Number one, will De Jong be part of it? Number two, will Cristiano Ronaldo be part of it? Because ultimately, it changes United, depending on what the answer to those two questions are. No matter, no matter how good we have been playing without Ronaldo, it's a fucking couple of preseason games, as if we're going to be better off next season because we haven't got the greatest goal scorer of all time in our squad. I mean, that's just... As ludicrous mm. to think that, and if and if that does happen, and what we're doing it uh, in in the same in the exact same way there, right? Let's rewind to what he said on Ten Hag, sorry on on De Jong, and he said, look, there's not many pay, many in that position capable of the level we demand, and he's saying, look, if I can't sign him, I'll I'll just bring someone in from within. Is that the same concept? Do you think Neil that he'll have a Cristiano Ronaldo? He goes, right, okay, if he leaves, I'm not going to go and spend twenty thirty million on any old shitty striker. I'll just develop from within and wait a year before I'm being rushed. Yeah, into I think that's exactly it. I think it should be lauded for it, to be honest. I think we end up going and signing, I don't know, I can't even think of who it would be. I mean, obviously, Nkunku we've ruled out. because I don't actually know who it would be. That's the first problem. And then you bring them in on four-year contracts. They're only ever a stopgap. You've got them on the wage bill. Because there's no, there's no one we can get that you're going to think, right, they're going to be a starter for United, for the foreseeable. So I think yeah. it's going to be Martial, isn't it? I imagine. It looks like Martial. I mean, it looks like he looks like a better player. Do you think we'll have a, look, we can have a little quick chat about Martial? Do you think it's going to be in preseason? So he's fine. He's back to his roaring. He's nailed it. Do you, do, do you think this is another? This is um, the final full storm of the anti-Martial career, or is this is this going to be a rewind? Is this going to be 2019? Well, that that was back? itself a full storm. I mean, basically, that was just like. But it was a, it was a season long. Yeah, it was false a long one, dawn. but it was a but it, it was false. That's the that's the biggest word in false dawn is is the false bit. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't care. I still don't really want him, to be honest. Because um, I, I don't think... I'm saying that, saying that. He may now have a coach that can actually play a tune with him. That that may be the difference. And that's what we always... That's what we fall back on pretty much every player. We just don't fucking know, do we? Basically, the, this is probably... The, this could be the coach that turns Rashford around, that turns Sancho into the absolute world-class player we think see, that we think he is. Hopefully get Varane playing well. Maguire's his captain, so he might have seen some of that. We all kind of... There's the Ten Hag factor means you get everyone sort of gets that kind of let's wait and see thing at the moment. But I still not not overly chuffed. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Frankie de Jong will join because ultimately if you were owned, owed, was it 7 million? You're going to... 17, 17. Jesus Christ. Then you you are going to hang out. You're going to be like Ricky Gervais in the office at the end, just coming back at the end, just refusing to leave, refusing to admit that you've left. And I reckon Cristiano will stay because he hasn't got much choice. And I think we'll have a good season. Lovely. Matt, what about you? Uh, Matt, what about you? Would you reckon Martial, do you think there's any chance? 
How many bloody slates? I mean, how many slates has he got? It's. Uh, I think he's on more slates than wives now. It's. Uh, I don't know. Read on my roof. <laughs> he has. <laughs> yes, but no. Like Neil said, there, he's, you know, he's got a coach now, and we we asked it a couple of weeks ago what players need what arm round them, kick up the arse, the volley of abuse or whatever. There's no arguing the bloke is talented. The bloke is really, really talented. He's a great, talented, really talented footballer. Have I said talented enough times? I get in there again. But no, it's just sure attitude and application. And if you can sort that out, we're going to save ourselves a bucket load of money. But the ball's in his court, isn't it? Let's face it. It's not in Ten Hag's court. It's not in anyone mm. else's court. It's down to him. He's got again. I think. I, I think. I think we all. I think we all realise that we can't just now completely dismiss Martial because of what's going on with Ronaldo. We're, we're probably going to have to. We're going to have to see Martial through for mm. one more season. So we're gonna we're gonna have to give him that little bit of leeway, bow right? Yeah, but it's also coupled with the fact that his wages, two forty a week, blows my fucking mind. He's on two forty a week. He's on double what Lissandro Martinez just signed for United for. Martial. How much longer has he got on his contract? Two, two years. I got no bloody idea. He got a pretty decent contract About extension. Five years, I swear, it was only a couple of years ago. Yeah, five years. Yeah, it's mad. Absolutely mad. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's wages too. But again, it's another player who man, maybe doesn't want to completely be here. Maybe we probably could do with getting rid of them. Maybe that we won't really be able to get rid of. And it's it's another one of those players that, yeah, you just got to cross your fingers and go, please, please just find your form. And you're right. And Ten Hag, that, that, that's, that's the added element that Ten Hag brings to all these players that we just haven't had before. We can point to the coach now with utter confidence and go, there's a fucking good coach there. Right. There's no other excuses. There's no other. Oh, didn't like his style. Didn't like his tactics. X, Y, Z. It's like, nah, you've got a top level coach there now. And you either buy in or you really oh. are just bollocks. And it is. Excuses are gone now, I think. now. No, there's none. There is nothing that any player can say anymore. It's all up to them oh. and whether they listen or not. But no, look, yeah, look, we'll, we'll wrap this one up for this week. I think that was, um, it's this De Jong situation, man. It's such a, um, it's normally you can point at Manchester United during a summer transfer window and go, wow, you've just fucked up there, haven't you? But I can point at Manchester United now and I happily say, I think we've done it all. Maybe apart from the fact that we took a little bit too long to agree on that initial 65 million, if we're being pernickety and sticky, that's probably the only say thing I think we were probably slow at. Other than that, we've done all we've needed to do. We've even raised it up front by 10 million to try and help push the situation along. But unfortunately, we're dealing with Clearly a club that doesn't really have a moral compass. Barcelona really just doing everything within their power to try and spend money when they haven't got money and not give money to people that they owe money to. Uh, and we're just stuck in the middle there. Uh, Neil, I hope you're right. I really, really hope you're right. Matthew young... on club. Uh, yeah, but it's a joke. It's, it, it is a joke. But that's what happens when you spend... You know, they, they took short-term loans out and they spent all their short-term loans on fucking signings, like a billion. Mate, I'd have made the university like this. That, like he'd go and cane it throughout the whole year. He'd come back. His parents would pay off his credit cards. Basically, put some cash in his bank. He'd go and get a student loan. Week, day three, spunked it. Skin it again. Basically, just never been, never had to be good with money, basically. So never was. Say again? Did he sign anyone? He stopped Peter Beardsley. He just he'd Peter <laughs> Beardsley, but he just sort of came in and helped around the house. Because he went a million. <laughs> Pretty cheap, really, for 
Playing actually, but I I did that with my first student loan. I bought a TV. I went to like I went to town. I bought spent like nine hundred quid in a TV and like four shirt, like just Ooh. pointless shit. I was great. I was balling. I'd never never had a day like day of shopping like it in my life. But then I was eating noodles. I, I, I was in when I was in Manchester in Manchester at uni. I I went remember those um, black and white um, anti racism wristbands. Bought them for one pound fifty, <laughs> some for four pound fifty each on eBay. The, the United Mega Store sold me a box of a hundred. <laughs> get he's got a student loan you could have sold them all to him <laughs> what have you got uh, now I've got a TV mate I've got a box of anti-racism wristbands hey, mate, they, they, they flew that. out though they flew out well people hate racism <laughs> mm. clearly 100 people do the wristbands help though I see that the movement's <laughs> moved very... on hasn't it so yeah we're cool um, right We'll wrap this one up now, I think, for today before we start going into more hustles. Uh, make sure you do uh, drop a like on the podcast uh, and give it a five-star review if you could, whether you listen to it on Spotify, Amazon, Google, and Apple. I think that's it. That's Apple. Sorry. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Man United's preseason travels will be over by then, I think. But then we'll still have two preseason games left against Atletico and Rayo Vallecano before the fucking season starts the week after. Mate, it's, it's coming thick and fast. But thank you all, lads, for joining in. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Briefing Room is for anyone who wants to understand the perspective of law enforcement. It's an opportunity for us to talk about what cops are doing out on the street from day to day. Why cops do what they do. And also to discuss where cops go out of bounds. When we're out on patrol, when we go to a call, when we make a traffic stop, it's not always about enforcement. What we're doing with the briefing room is we're trying to educate the public. It's not about a lecture. It's, you probably didn't know this is why the police are doing this. And hopefully we can provide the answers to our listeners. The briefing room launches January 27th, wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.